Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. This is the Christmas season, and Christmas is coming. And today I want to look at Luke chapter 1, verse 31, which says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. His name was called Jesus because the name means Savior. He is our Redeemer. Yes, he came as a babe in a manger. Yes, he grew up and was able to experience everything in life that we would normally experience. But his goal was to go to the cross and bore our sins in his own body. As he hung between heaven and earth, all the anger and wrath that God has for our sins was put on Jesus. He took our place. He bore our sins in his own body as he hung on the tree. And because of that, we can have relationship with Christ. Because we can ask him to come into our life. He will redeem us. He will forgive us our sins. He will give us new life. And he will walk with us. And he will bless us and use us as we allow him to. So I pray that some of these texts will be a great blessing throughout this, throughout this holiday week.
Thank you for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour and for your prayers and your financial support over these many, many years that we've been on the air. Uh, we continue to need your support, and of course at Christmas, uh, many remember us, and we're so thankful for that because Legacy Gifts and those who contribute to this ministry every month have been able to sustain this ministry for well over 90 years. This month, we're offering a wonderful book on Christmas by Max Licato. Let me just read his description of this book. The greatest mind in the universe imagined time. The truest judge granted Adam a choice. But it was love that gave Emmanuel, God with us. The author would enter his own story. The word would become flesh. He too would be born. He too would be human. He too would have feet and hands, tears and flesh. Witness the birth of Christ as you've never seen it before. Witness the birth of Christ as you've never seen it before. I highly recommend that you would get this book. It's got some unique insights into Christmas that I think many of us uh, haven't realized or even thought about and how uh, blessed we are to be the recipient of a God who loved us so much that he became flesh and a babe and a manger in Bethlehem. And so I really encourage you to order your copy of this book. Don't forget to order your copy of In the Manger by Max Licato. And you can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. And we appreciate your prayers to Canada's National Bible Hour. Oh, no. Oh,
Today's message is taken from the Honorable Ernest C. Manning as entitled Christ's Biography. I'm sure the Lord will bless this message. Printed copies are available upon request. The fact that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem almost 2,000 years ago cannot be denied. His impact is indelibly stamped on the pages of history. For centuries, all time has been measured from the year of his birth, B.C., before Christ, or A.D., Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. The question is, what was so special about his birth? If we could ask his mother Mary, she would tell us an amazing story. While engaged to be married to her husband Joseph, she had been visited by the angel Gabriel, who told her the Holy Ghost would come upon her, and she would conceive and bear a son whose name she should call Jesus, meaning Savior. Born of the Holy Ghost, he would be in very truth the Son of God. Joseph had rejected her incredible story until the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. They then married and lived at Nazareth from where in obedience to a decree of Caesar Augustus they journeyed to Bethlehem to pay their taxes. And while there, unable to find accommodation in the inn, she'd given birth to the Christ child in a manger in a lowly cattle shed. At his birth, the night sky had been illuminated by the Shekinah glory of God. Shepherds on the Judean hills had seen that light and heard heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And the shepherds had come to Bethlehem and seen the child and worshipped him. Mary's account of what had happened is confirmed by other revelations. The miraculous birth of the Christ child was foretold by holy men of God long before it occurred. Seven centuries before the prophet Isaiah had written, The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, that is, God with us. At about the same time the prophet Micah had written, Thou Bethlehem, Ephrata, out of thee shall he come forth that is to be ruler in Israel. After the Christ child grew to manhood, the fact that he was in very truth Almighty God incarnate in human flesh was repeatedly affirmed by men of God who spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Apostle John began his gospel record with these words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, 
and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy, says, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And again in his letter to the Galatians, he says, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman. Made of a woman. No man was involved in the miraculous virgin birth of Jesus Christ, whereby the pre-existent eternal word took on himself a human form. Having no human father, he inherited none of the sinful nature which man acquired when our first parents disobeyed God in Eden. Christ was perfect God and perfect man in a human body. That he was God as well as man was repeatedly demonstrated. He performed miracles that only God can perform. He made the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. He commanded the winds and the waves and they obeyed him. He raised the dead to life. Finally, his deity was manifest and proven by his own resurrection from the dead after his body had been in the grave for three days. The important thing for us to know and understand is the purpose of Christ's incarnation. Paul says in his letter to the Hebrews that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels, that is, he took on a human form, for the suffering of death. The pre-existent Christ we spoke about last week came into this world as a human being for the express purpose of dying as a substitute sin-bearer in the place of guilty men. All men and women are sinful, and the wages and, or penalty of sin is death, not, not just physical death, but what the Bible calls the second death, eternal separation from God in a hell of suffering and remorse. Because of God's absolute holiness and justice, he cannot condone our sin or waive the just penalty divine justice must impose. The only way he could spare us that penalty was to bear it himself. And that's precisely what God did in his infinite love for mankind. To that end, he came into this world as a man in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Because Christ was, was God incarnate, they called him Emmanuel, which means God with us. He made clear that he'd come to seek and save that which was lost and to give his life a ransom for many. And after telling people, how much God loves them and longs to save them from the consequences of their sins, he allowed men to nail him
I trust that the message you just heard will be a real blessing to you and uh, to your life throughout this next week. We're so thankful for those who listen to our broadcast. We're concerned about those who may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the Bible is really clear that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us have done things that we're ashamed of, things that the Bible calls sinful, and because of that, we're separated from God, and we have no way, no ability to get to God. So God had to do something for us, and he did. He sent the best gift that heaven had to offer, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God became man and became flesh and blood in a manger in Bethlehem, and he lived a sinless life, but his goal was to go to the cross. And as he was on the cross, he thought about you and me and all the sins that we committed. And he paid the debt. He paid the penalty for our sins because God has to judge sins because he's totally righteous and holy and pure and perfect. And so Jesus bore our sins in his own body and he died. But on the third day, he rose again. His sacrifice was accepted. And if, as long as we accept him, as we receive him into our heart and into our life, our sins are forgiven and we have life and we have life more abundantly. The Bible says, but as many as receive him, the Lord Jesus Christ, unto them gave he the right to become 